to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. Uh, my name is Adam Torres, and you can follow me at, at AskAdamTorres on Instagram. Uh, really excited to have Paul Greifenberger on the line today. He's the Senior Vice President of Global Sales and Marketing uh, at Vistar Technologies. Uh, Paul, welcome to the show. Adam, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. So, Paul, um, you know, looking at your background, I mean, heavy sales background, heavy consultant background, I mean, very accomplished career um, up to this point. Um, that being said, I mentioned to you we do have some, you know, there might be a, a recent college grad or some early entrepreneurs uh, listening. I, I guess I'd start out with, you know, how did you get started in, in business? What was kind of that fire that was lit? Well, you know, when I was a kid, I really didn't have much interest in working for minimum wage and just sort of hung my shingle out there and uh, did landscaping and basic, you know, helping out folks around the house and, you know, very quickly realized that doing something on your own, taking a little bit of risk actually from the time you're at a very young age has financial rewards. That's great. And you know what's interesting is I tell you, when I when I get into people's background, that thought process of risk, there's no right or wrong answer. <laughs> like risk and the idea of, t you know, hanging your own, you know, your own shingle out there going after it or not or taking a more conservative route, everybody has their different view on what risk means. Um, what, what What's your thought process on risk? For And again, this one would be for the new college grad. Got it. Well, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting question, and, and I'm going to guess that risk is somewhat personal in terms of how it's perceived. For me, I would say that um, risk isn't so much taking the leap. Risk is accepting a willingness to fail in order to succeed, because if you're going to take risks, inherently there will be failures along the way. So you have to expect it. You have to be prepared for it, and I don't care whether you're a kid going into college or if you're a senior executive, failures hurt. So you just have to be willing to, you know, blast through that and drive to the next success. Yeah, failure, I mean, that's it's a constant theme, right? I mean, failure, you're, if you're not failing at something at some point, like it's just, it's, it's not possible to go through your career and to constantly progress and to strive for something new without failure. So, um, you know, what what would be a tip or two just for for thinking yeah. about, okay, you know, you're, you're just coming out of college. Maybe you're switching between jobs. You're a little down on yourself because you're like, ah, I thought I had it all figured out. I mastered it. Or excuse me, I, I went to school for a business. I went to business school. But wait a minute, I'm not working in what I, where I thought I'd be. What would you say to that person? Yeah, well, I would say that um, there's no clear-cut moment on average, where you're typically wildly succeeding or failing. There are steps along the way, and in each increment, you're going to feel a challenge. And the idea is to get through each challenge successfully. So me personally, the trick that I deploy is I think about some of the really challenging moments I experienced as a younger athlete. And uh, because they were very mentally and physically challenging, I was primarily focused on football, you know, I, I look back to those moments and they still carry me as an adult uh, because it was just one of those things that happened when it, while I was formative. So my counsel would be find what works for you. 
whether it's sports or some other experience or something to look to when you're looking for strength. Wow, that's a great one. Yeah, like an anchor, like something that you go back to, like, man, I got through that. Like, this, it's going to be okay. <laughs> At that time in my life, I thought that was the end of the world. It wasn't. I'm still here. Uh, no, I, I love that one. I love that tip a lot. Um, yeah, so you. let's let's uh, let's transition a little. I want let's talk a little bit more about what you're doing uh, today for Vistar Technologies, and you know, and who who your company serves, what clients your company serves. Yeah, so Vistar has a you know classic complex uh, enterprise class software challenge. Um, we solve a complicated question, which is how do I price? my products or services and we we help our customers apply technology to that challenge and something that starts out as a very simple question which is should i charge more or less rapidly uh expands into a challenge that really bends you know the human capacity to iterate through possible alternatives and outcomes and lets technology take over uh, for us it's an opportunity to, to apply some of the more advanced machine learning and ai techniques that go into, you know, some of these, you know, complex questions. So the value proposition that we bring to the market is fundamentally taking top-line revenue, increasing, uh, increasing it, and, and on average it's dropping straight to a company's bottom line. So the, the, the risk associated with our customers investing in software has a very high payoff when they're, when they're successful because we're typically impacting you know, on a scale that can impact the company's earnings per share. Oh, man, I, I, I perked up. When you said this, I, and, uh, you can't see it, but my I got this big smile when you start talking about AI and the future and the, the potential. No right or wrong answer to this. Just want your opinion. I mean, how, how do you see AI playing a role going forward in, in this technology? I just love it. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. AI's got a lot of buzz right now. Um, machine learning, these things are, you know, mm-hmm. very hand-in-glove. You know, they're using Hollywood uh, sort of playing on some of the fears of, you know, computers uh, being capable of replacing human decision-making. And <laughs> I think that's that's not the right way to think about it. The way to think about it is that you want to use these advanced techniques to assist a human in their decision-making. So you can think of your final decision almost as a pyramid. At the bottom of that pyramid, there's lots of options. And what you need to do is let the technology sift through those options and bubble it up to the human so that they can work with a decision uh, criteria set that's manageable. And so when you, when you really use these technologies appropriately, they can be very effective. Yeah, I, I love it. And what I, what I like is the the potential. I mean, as we you know, as the computing power increases, as we add different things, the efficiencies and just to me, it's just progress. I, I get what you're saying though with Hollywood. <laughs> They're going to replace. I mean, I mean. So it's a little far-fetched, but, um, you know, I guess it does sell movie tickets, so they're doing their job, right? <laughs> Playing exactly. in our fears. That exactly. won't be the first or last time they do that one, right? Yeah, Dog. exactly. So we're going to have a little fun with it, but in the end, uh, there's some really valuable, um, you know, business learning that already come from, you know, the application of these techniques. So who would be a typical client for Vistar? Like, do you, do you only work – so it's only enterprise, so we're talking, you know, a, a client with X amount of revenue, or is it the smaller businesses also? Are there solutions for them? Who's a typical client? 
Yeah, those who are partaking in this type of technology are typically, you know, global 2000. And yeah. it really cuts across many industries. We do a lot of work in beverage alcohol, but we, we're in every industry you can possibly think of. Vistar has been around now for almost 20 years. We're market leaders. Uh, you know, to give you an example of uh, companies that we work with, our early customers back in the day that are still here with us today, you know, getting value include companies like Ford, Cisco, GE, et cetera. So, you know, there it's the who's who of corporate America. Uh, but actually doubling back to what we just talked about are some of these advanced mathematical techniques that we're applying are actually becoming more affordable because it's really about software with lots of math as an underpinning and these um, these approaches typically you know come with a fair amount of technology investment and services investment but as the technology matures we're finding that companies even as small as having a hundred million in revenue are now able to get into the technology because it's it's a, it's more affordable. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I love the efficiencies and how and what's going to happen next as as we keep going forward um, with the development of different platforms and softwares. I was talking to I don't know if it was a podcast interview or just off the side in my personal life. A gentleman who was talking about um, oh that's what it was. It was an author. He was talking about how when they started they started a streaming service. I don't know. This was like early '90s and and a terabyte. It might have been even like really early '90s. Um, a memory was something like a million or two million dollars or something like that. That's now like what? Like nothing, right? <laughs> but when they were starting like to pay exactly. for bandwidth and streaming, it was like expensive and it just blew my mind to think. And I'm like, wow. So um, the same, when you said that, it just comes to mind. It's like, watch it. So right now it's scalable down to a hundred million. Who knows? One day it might be down to 10. I don't know. Um, depending or, or not just for your company, but just in general, how it goes. Um, with the advancements. Um, I love it. Um, so that being said, you know, I really appreciate, Paul, you coming on the show. I appreciate you sharing your, your knowledge um, and, and also your career with uh, myself and also all of the listeners. Um, so thank you.